Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Not really sure what episode this will be, but we are just going to record it anyways. It probably says it in the intro by this point what actually episode it is, so I'll just shut up and keep going on. <laughs> this is your boy. I'm going to shut up and keep going on. <laughs> Classic. This is your boy, East Coast Trev, and... This is Steve. It's kind of actually weird being... We're actually in the Connecticut studio, so it's like... it's. I had said to Steve before it's I started, minute. I was like, bro, I don't know, man. It's, it's uh, being face-to-face. I don't think that we've... I mean, other than trade shows, done a face-to-face one in a while. Like, Well, well I guess you can count Mardix. Well, oh, yeah, actually, side. that's true. Yeah, you I didn't even fireside. think of that. So that, so that. But that wasn't in studio. No, it wasn't. That was Fireside, which is kind of cool, something yeah, that, different. That I mean, that's kind of part, part with what actually is going on with the drive, like doing it in person with somebody, you know? So it's kind of cool. I mean, that's kind of like the goal, right? So, and I, I mean, wishing that we had done what Will... While he was here, but things didn't play out as rolled, so we'll do some some well, more podcasts. We will have and stuff him, with him on though to catch up because if we if we haven't already, yeah, and we got two days of chaos to cover there. So if we haven't, then we will. It was straight mayhem, dude. It, <laughs> I guess this whole we won't trip get into it, man. This whole trip was kind of <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's we'll, uh, we'll leave if we haven't covered it. Let's leave Will's stuff. Yeah. Oh later. no, definitely want to leave that. Um. Before we kind of get crazy and stuff, let's let's uh, thank our sponsors and partners um, that make this podcast possible, and also thank the listeners um, for everything that they do to getting us to the point that we are today. Um, and especially, there's going to be some new news that has already kind of had teasers gone and stuff, but it hasn't officially been announced on a podcast. Uh, so we'll kind of announce that here today. And, uh, you know, if you guys haven't already, make sure that you're hitting the subscribe button on any any platform that you are listening to the podcast. On the YouTube side, we have a ton of YouTube videos kicking out daily. Um, so make sure that you're subscribing there. Hit the I wouldn't notification. say daily. Well, I don't know if weekly, I can keep up with daily. All right. Well, weekly. We got right? enough so to like, do it, but. <laughs> come on. Give me a break. It's, you know what I meant. Well, maybe they didn't, but. Maybe you did. You I don't said know. daily Somebody and the hair did. on the back of yeah. my neck stood up. <laughs> well, hey, someday maybe, you know, if we keep doing what we're doing, I mean, it could be a possibility, I guess. I mean, if we're that cool, I don't know. But um, so um, our sponsors are Huntworth, huntworthgear.com, guys. That gear, we actually took it in and it came here while you were here. Um, in Connecticut and something that we've been working on thanks to working class bow hunter for that initiative, uh, the initial 
introduction to that. Okay, real quick, let me let me clarify. We are wiped. So if our minds slip, we get a little goofy. It's been a very, very long, in your case, what? Two, two weeks. weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's only going to get worse because in podcast time, I've... Well, Maryland, I just had gotten home from Maine. No, I would have just gotten home from Maine, yeah, right? That's what I mean. So you, you did Maryland, Connecticut, Maine, Maine, back to back to back to back. Yeah, and then who knows? Uh well then we start back in Connecticut when I get back home and then potentially back to Maine to go up and actually hunt. So it's a I this time of year is crazy for me, man. Like some people chase whitetails. I love chasing turkeys like that. I think that I've taken that role of like that's one thing that I love and totally dive right into is is turkey hunting um so huntworthgear.com um with huntworth guys this gear we've we've tested it out for the past couple of days and i'll tell you something about that i mean the camo like when you first initially when i opened up the box and i and i'm thinking about it and looking at it and i'm like i don't know that whole like digital thing right (laughs) when you get it in the woods and actually sit like I actually sat next to a tree that was like picture perfect for the camo. And I was like, whoa. And, and Trev had no clue. I'm in the back as I'm filming, catching the turkey hunts and everything. But I'm also snapping photos and going, dude, you, this is unreal. It, it's crazy. It's realistic without being realistic. Well, it was funny is we were in the same woods, right? So, so you, um, two different patterns, two different patterns in the same woods. And I was taking pictures of Steven and he blended in, as you guys had probably seen on our Instagram or Facebook. I had posted a picture of Steven while he was filming. And I was blown away with with how much it actually blends with it. And I have a different set of camo, and it blends just as good in the same block of woods within 20 yards of each other. And I was like... <laughs> it was wild. Wow. And, and not even that, but the durability, the warmth, the three layers of their early season stuff. It's phenomenal gear, man. I'm really excited to try this stuff out in the later years in some of the the warmer gear yeah. honestly i mean and, and i'm not gonna lie we're we're rough on rough on clothing uh we've yeah as our long-term listeners have known we've we've gone through a couple different sets and we put them through the ringer out the gate this is the first set we've had that didn't absolutely blow out in any seam nothing nothing no problems didn't even get nicks going through the briars. I tried. Yeah. I mean, the knee pads, the butt pads. I mean, we had a camo company that we had worked with. I didn't even get through the first hour of the hunt without blowing, blowing out the out seam. The crotch and the seam and the belt loop. And it's just crazy. So I'm, I'm really excited to check this stuff out and really put it to the test as the, as the seasons start to uh, drag on. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. Also, uh, Bowfishing Magazine, bowfishingmagazine.com. Uh, go and check those guys out if you guys are into bow fishing. Their online magazine is next to none. One of the most amazing bow fishing magazines. Keep up to date with what's going on. Always has all kinds of stuff like recipes, so on and so forth. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that he has going on. Uh, Nor'easter Game Calls, nor'eastergamecalls.com. Guys, if you guys haven't checked out the Widowmaker or the um, Cheating Cheating Hen. I, I know. <laughs> I was thinking I, I, mentally I, I here. Where you were, <laughs> and uh, you. you know some of the pot calls and stuff. And then coming into the season, we are going to have the Jurassic series, guys. If you guys haven't seen that, that is the um, mammoth ivory in um, our grunt tubes. So, and there's some other ones. So go and check them out. NorEasterGameCalls.com. And then we have a couple of partners that we'd like to thank. Also, Latitude um, Outdoors, LatitudeOutdoors.com. They hold. They are the 
um, originators of the method and the classic. Uh, great saddles, two part and single part. There's some other stuff coming along here and probably towards the end of June. Uh, you guys can tune in the podcast because there's some more things coming from them also. Uh, Zeus Broadheads, newairarchery.com. Not only is there new stuff coming from them, this stuff is insane. <laughs> um, there's a little tidbits that have been uh, coming out on social media. If you guys follow those guys, there is a just some new stuff that's coming out from those guys. So make sure to keep your eyes peeled for that and check those guys out. But thanks to all them and thanks to you guys for uh, making this podcast possible. Oh. Well, since since we got that out of the way, we thank those guys. But this crazy and just, I, I don't know, man, this, this whole entire thing. So I had started off in Maryland. And Maryland, I don't know, Stephen, you've been to Maryland before. Oh, yeah. It's a crazy place, dude. It is like that flat land, pine grove. Like it's, it's weird for me because it's like flat Maine. As for everything that I've seen, right? So they have the big, huge plantations. And, I mean, it's just a crazy place, dude. And it was so hard, especially hunting in in Maryland and being so flat and having the terrain here and knowing how to run the terrain on all the properties that I hunt. And then you get down there and you're like... There's no terrain to use. No terrain, bro. Right. No, not even a little bit of terrain. Right. And, And just to clarify, I haven't even heard the Maryland story. I refuse to let Trev give me details. Oh, I forgot that you don't even know the Maryland yeah. story. So I, I legitimately made him oh, wait. Oh, okay. Um, shit. You know, it's funny as I don't even know where the hell it started because I've kind of almost forgotten. Because <laughs> well, yeah, like, everything, I got, my my mind is just jello at this point. Um, so I had gotten down to Maryland. And I had met up with Lane from In the Presence, dude. If, if you guys haven't checked them out on YouTube, phenomenal guys. Absolute and utterly slayers. Um, so when this had all occurred and we were chit-chatting about some other stuff, um, I was like, hey, man, I'm coming to Maryland. I know they hunt Maryland a lot. So I was like, all right, let's meet up. So we decided, screw it, man. We're going to grind it out. We're going to stay in Walmart parking lot. We're going to sleep in our trucks. I brought a small grill, ton of food, and we just kind of kicked it there. So we had actually gone and met one place, looked around there, hunted some public in there. Didn't really, we found a bird and we just couldn't get on them. It was tough. The first morning went in there, owl hooted, whatever, and didn't hear nothing. So then we had ran kind of the back, like we kind of looked at maps. We're like, oh, there's a creek down here. This is kind of more natural for what we're looking for. So let's take a ride down there. Well, not a ride, but a walk. So we get down there, and it's just about light, like kind of like fly down light. And uh, so I hit a call. And I'm like, all right, there's a bird. Let's get on it, right? So we're on this like tow road, not very far away, maybe 75 or 100 yards away from us. So we decided to move in. We all we set up, me and Lane. Lane's filming me. And... This thing flies down, and he just works the other way. And I'm like, ah, shit. You know, like, what are we going to do? I'm like, all right. So we try and make a move on it, get closer. Goes off, gets drug off by hens, and is on to private land at this point. Trying to call him back, trying to call him back. No such luck. So then uh, we busted out of there. We went and checked another spot, moved around. Um... I don't know if we had gotten on another bird that day or not. Um, I'm not really honestly sure. We may have. 
But we did a lot of driving around and scouting. And one of the things I have definitely learned down there is that there is a metric pile of hens. Like, mm-hmm. you'll see them in the field. You'll see, like, three gobblers and 15 hens. And you're like, what the frig? Um, so then we decided to move the next day. We're like, all right, let's go check some other public. So we moved around, seen a ton of gobblers in fields, this, that, and the other thing. Oh, the wind kicked up oh, on day right. two. Yeah. So day two, the winds ended up kicking up. We went into a piece, man, and I just couldn't that, hear anything. That's the day we got snowed in. Yes, actually, it is. Um, so we had moved a little bit more south, and it was kind. Of, we just hopped from like Walmart to Walmart to Walmart. We'd go to Planet Fitness, take showers. Like we we <laughs> grinded it, man. Like I'll tell you, it was fun and it was great. But like we grinded it out, like. I want to make that a point. Like it was, we weren't staying in a hotel and hunting private land. Like it was public land grind. Um, so on day two, we uh, I, we moved into a block of woods trying to get something going. And I'll tell you, man, the sign was phenomenal. Like I've never seen sign like that. Like there was turkey shit everywhere. Um, we found roost trees. I mean, it was nuts. Like tons and tons of um, of sign. And we never ended up hearing a gobble that day. Uh, we had busted a hen out of a tree. Uh, it was a, it was definitely definitely a tough day. Uh, we moved around to another piece. I don't think that we honestly heard a gobble on that day at all. I mean, it was really tough. And checked a ton of public, looking around, this, that, and the other thing. And it was tough, man. It was really tough. And uh, so then... The next day, was it the next day? I don't know, man. Dude, it's all blur. I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh Oh, uh, our buddy Sean Russell sends me some pins because he had hunted that area. And he's like, hey, man, check this out. So we, we fly up there. We go and we check it out. Bro, I'm not even going to lie to you. Every fucking field that we went by had birds in it. Two, three, four, fifteen, seven. I mean, it was fucking nuts. There was birds everywhere on every piece of private land that we could find. So, I mean, private land that abutted public, right? Because all the woods was public and then all the private. So we just, dude, dude, we just watched the birds and figured out where they roosted and whatnot. Um, and we tried shot gobbling, didn't get any shot gobbles. I'm like, dude, this is wild. Like, I, we know that the birds are there. So the birds that we were actually going to end up setting up on that morning um, uh, went on to private. And I was like, dude, if they're going on to private, then it's probably not a good idea. We need to find some birds that are on public and try and hunt them right off the rip and then try and get on them. So we ended up um, moving over to another spot where we actually seen them go on to public. Because like, we watched them roost into private or head towards private. And I'm like, all right, they're going to private. Let's not even hunt those birds. Let's go find another set. So we moved on the other set, watched them. They we tried roosting the things, couldn't roost them, and we're like, ah, whatever. We know that they're in there. We know we know that they had gone there, right? So we're like, fuck it. Let's just go in there, dude. So the next morning we went in there. Uh, me and Lane had set up, and sure than shit, dude, we were like eighty or hundred yards away from them, and they hit off, and we're like, all right, let's do this. So, for you guys that don't know about Maryland, is it's very close to sea level, and there's water everywhere. 
And, and we're talking Eastern Shore. And so it's kind of crazy because when you when you were there, it's it's just nuts. You know what I'm saying? So so anyway, so these birds end up flying down and they fly down and I'm calling, 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 calling. They're responding, dude. They're like on fire. And I'm like, all right, they're going to explode out of here. Like they're coming. Like, let's do this. And then they just stop. And I'm like, no way. Like not stop calling, but just stop advancing forward. I'm like, all right. I'm like, knowing anything, like, let's go on an angle and cut back around them. You know what I'm saying? And try and get them to go, strike them back up. So we move and we get behind them. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, not gobbling, not gobbling. And then they strike off. And I'm like, all right, here we go, dude. It's on. Like, dude, gun up like 50, 60 yards. I'm like, here they come, dude. This is going to happen. They literally like a white switch. I hear a head. They shut right up. I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Seriously? <laughs> and they just start tailing back the other way. So I'm like, Lane, we got to cut around them and get around them again. Never struck those birds up again, dude. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, that sucks. Like, them birds are in there. And we should have had them. Like, there was two or three of them. And they just had, like, just hailed on it. And I was like... All right, dude, whatever. It is what it is. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, got on another set of birds. Same thing. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, we had swooped around. Couldn't strike them back up. We moved out. Found another set of birds. They started coming in. Same thing. Fucking hen scoops them up. Off they go, dude. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me, man. Like, come on, bro. And uh, we stayed around there and hunted there for... Uh, the next day, did we hunt there the next day? Yeah, I think that we had hunted there the next day and the birds came down, shut up, hend up. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? So now we're on day four. Sean comes down and no, I'm sorry. The next morning I hunted alone. So that was Thursday. So I had hunted alone. So I'm like, you know what, dude, Lane, Lane's rest of Lane's crew came down. He had to film. So I'm like. Well, it is what it is, man. I says, I got a really good feeling about the first place that we had gone to. I said, I'm going to go in there and try and roost birds. Lane's like, dude, we haven't roosted birds all week to get them to gobble. And I'm like, listen, dude, I'm just going to hunt like I hunt back home. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to try and get on those birds. I know where they roost. I'm going to try and roost them. And then I'm going to move in on them. So I end up walking the mile and a half back on public. I get back there. I hit an owl call. I'm like, they're fucking roosted, dude. I'm like, that's it. I says, I'm going to kill them birds. Now, looking on public, looking on the paper, on maps, I'm like, all right. So I got to get in between them and I know they go to private, right? So... And I know what the ground looks like. And I'm like, fuck, dude, what am I going to do, man? Like, this sucks. I'm like, I literally have, I have to get within 75 yards of them to kill them. 60 yards of them to kill them as they go on to private. Dude, I went into that block of woods. And I started going in. And it's all like briar fields. I don't know what I got myself into. But that was absolutely the worst thing that I've ever done in my entire life. And it was like over my head with briars. 
I finally get up into the opening and I get over there and I'm like, all right, this is where I think they're roosted. This is what I think I can do. This is where I need to be. So I set up. Now it's pitch black because I know I have to get on top of these birds within 60 to 75 yards to try and kill these birds as they come down. So I set up in this spot and as the sun starts to come up, I hear fucking like 30 yards from me, dude. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. There's like six of them in there. I'm like, all right, dude, this is going to be sick. But at this point, dude, I'm just going to deer hunt these birds. I'm not going to call it these birds because I know what's going to happen. They're going to get scooped up by the hens and they're going to be fucking off. So I literally just sat there. So the sun starts to come up. Dude, I sat in the middle of a fucking briar patch, dude. I couldn't see fucking shit. Like, just like head height briars, like thick ass shit. And it's open to my left and it's open to my right. But I can't see through it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in the middle of it, but it's like this big circle and I'm in the fucking middle of it. And I'm like, you gotta be, dude, come on, man. So they go to fly down and I watch them fly down and then they hit the ground and I can't see them. I, they were within literally 30 yards of me. Like, dude, if it was open, they were, it, dude, lights out dead. Like, no questions asked. Would have killed them dead as they come down out of the tree. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. Hen comes up. They fucking walk off, dude. I'm like, what the fuck? So now they're on the ground. Now I see what's going on. And I set right up underneath them. And because there was more birds than I had thought, because only one had one or two had striked up. I watched them fly up and they had striked off and there was way more birds in there, dude, that I didn't even know that were in there. And I'm like, all right. So they had tailed off. So I'm like, you know what? Let me get out of this brush. They're all off. Let me get out of this brush and let me see what the land looks like. P- punch a pin and kind of get back in here in the ne- tomorrow morning. So I get out, dude, I literally have like from the tree that they roosted to the, to the line was like 40 yards. And I'm like, dude, there's no fucking way that I'm going to be able to kill these birds. Like it's, I don't know. It's tight. Like I could definitely do it, but it's fucking tight. And I have to like get underneath the bird, like where they roost. I have to like get underneath them. I'm like. This is just crazy, dude. But if this is what I have to do to kill these birds, this is what I'm going to do. Like, it's literally picture perfect. Like, the pine trees are right here, and they fly down into, like, an opening, and there's literally, like, the golden road right into a private field. And I'm like, (laughs) dude, like, this is what they're doing. It's picture perfect. So I'm standing there, and I hear a hen start cutting. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, all right. I says, this is what I do at home. I love calling at hens, just mad hens. So I start cutting, start cutting at her. She's coming, this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, dude, I said, that thing's got a throat on it. I'm like, I think that's, that's a good bird. So I start working this bird and he's coming, dude. I mean, on a string, coming. And then I hear, but it's more of like a, immature bird yeah, as it starts of, to come wow. in and i'm like fuck i'm like it's jake and a gobbler well this i'm sitting there and i see him here he starts to come he got a redhead he's howling and i'm like well to be honest with you if he comes in i'm gonna shoot him like 
plain and simple, like, what else am I going to do? Like, I'm here to kill a bird. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it. So this thing starts coming in. And I think, honestly, that it was a Jake and a Tom. And what happened was, with it being so flat and them seeing so far away, I'm, I have gone up, camera, rolling, the whole nine things. There's like a small little mound. And later finding out that Sean told me is that because it's the water level, is that they literally uh, bury people. Like you'll find these mounds in the woods and they bury the people and then they cover them with dirt and there'll be like mounds from like all like back in the day. Yeah. And there's like burial sites in the woods everywhere when you see like a ton of mounds together. So I think that's what that was. So there's like a mound, right? And it's like maybe waist high and he's behind it coming at me like kind of like on the side and I can see him and he's coming and he's behind it. Well, then he goes to come like around it and he like sticks up his head and he putts at me. And I'm like, well, now or never, dude, fucking 35 yards, wham, and he like jumps up and he comes back down and I'm like, dude, I fucking missed. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I was shaking, bro. Like I haven't shook like that in a long time because Mm -hmm. anticipation wise, like chasing these birds for three, four days and not getting one in range to shoot, like, dude, their anticipation's huge and like, you're like worked your up real, real much. So I end up fucking missing the first shot. He lands back down. Now I run a 20 gauge over and under with an extra full choke on the top and then a 555 Indian Creek on the bottom with a number. Actually, I can run number nines there. So I was running my number nines and he's out about 45 yards at this point. And I'm like, fuck it, dude. I know my gun's good to like 60. Not that I want to take that shot, but he's on the ground, dude, and I've missed, and I have a clear shot, so I get up on one knee, dude, and I fucking let it rip. Down he goes, and I'm like, oh, thank the Lord. I says, I'm like, fucking shot him, dude. So I run up there, and I grab him, and I come back, and I just, you know, kind of did the thing and just kind of chilled and hung out, and I was just like, dude, it was just a sigh of relief, like just pounding public land constantly, running around, like... And trying to find a bird and on this flat land, like moving on these birds on flat land, they can literally see like a hundred yards. It's not easy at all. Like super tough. And, um, it was just a blast. Like it was such a cool state to hunt. Like just like really torque, like, like ate you up, like trying to kill birds down there. I mean, like the amount of hens, I cannot believe the amount of hens. And there was probably six or seven different birds that we tried working and hens would come in and scoop them up like constantly dude there was after that after i had shot my bird sean had come down on friday so i hunted with with sean friday saturday sunday and uh there was so many times where i was i was cutting coming into the woods like, as I would go, I was, like, yelp and cut, and a hen would cut back at me, or, or you know, like, a, a gobbler would gobble, and then here and comes the hen and shoots over. Yeah, there was one time, dude, I'm coming down this tote road, me and Sean, and I start cutting, 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 and they're gobbling, 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 and then this hen comes in and scoops them up, dude, at, like, 45 yards in front of me. I'm like, dude, you gotta be, like, it was, ins- it was insane. I, like, could not believe how many fucking hens were down there. It made things really tough, like really tough. And not to add, like, you guys all know that I hate snakes. And I didn't realize how many <laughs> snakes are in fucking Maryland. Like, 
we're walking through clear cuts and all this other stuff. And I'm like petrified. Sure. than shit dude to hear like, and like here you like think it's a squirrel or mouse, something like that. No, it's fucking giant black snake. They're everywhere down there. And now I'm like, Deathly petrified and sure and shit, there's a fucking black snake. I'm like, but it was fun, man. It was really cool to hunt there and just grind it out and 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 kill a Maryland bird. And it's just different there. It's yep. just totally different. I've never hunted a place like that. That's like that. You know, it's just it's nuts. And it's I don't know. It was just crazy. It was definitely a crazy place and definitely a crazy experience to hunt there, and especially on public land. It was just fun. It really, honestly, was. I couldn't believe it. No, I was, I, I was stoked for you. I just every day back and forth. How's it going? What are you seeing? And your frustration and this happened and this happened. And then when you nailed that bird, I'm like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, dude, I was feeling for you. It was nuts. I mean, like, even though it was a Jake, I mean, dude, it had me going, bro. Like it, it really, it was one of those things that like. It, it it was meant to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you worked your ass off for it, and you got that bird. I mean, it. I didn't care what it was, dude. Legal was legal at that point. You know, like, you're hunting hard. Like, it's not like... Well, and as you mentioned, it's not like Maryland has a shortage of birds. No, there's no shortage of birds. It's just getting on those birds, man. I don't know how yep. many birds that I worked. Like, I worked a metric pile of birds while I was there trying to kill one, and it was the only bird that I had in range. The whole fucking time that I was there. One bird. That's the only bird that I had within range that was shootable. Mm-hmm. Everything else, like, they were all on the property lines, and they would be over the property lines, and then a hen would come and scoop them up. Like, it was almost unbelievable every time it happened. And we tried so many damn times, like, driving around, trying to roost them. You could only hunt till noon, but they would stay with those hens until noon. Like, I, we'd go into a spot, strike up a bird, and there would be a fucking hen. Yep. And you're like, dude. What in the world are we going to do? You know, it's just, it was nuts. It definitely was. I don't know. I'm just glad I got, and I just checked that off the box and on to the next state, I guess. I hear you, man. And we already rolled over a lot of uh, the stuff that happened in Maryland with Marduk, but we we did get a little Western and we didn't cover that on that show. Oh, no, we did not. No, we didn't really talk about Maryland with Marduk. No, no, with your returning to CT. Oh, yeah. With your events with him and how that all went down. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was... I So, coming home, we had two days before opening day had started. I hunted with Marduk for two days. As you guys have heard, uh, would be two episodes ago. Um, that was nuts, dude. It got wild. It really honestly did. It was fun hunts. It was just... It was absolutely crazy. And then... And then you came up and hunted, like, to see, you got to come hunt and see what Connecticut's all about, honestly. Like, it was fun, dude. We we had an absolute blast. We worked a pile of birds. We did work a pile of birds. Um, where did we hunt the first day when uh, you were here? Well, like, in, in the morning, we hunted somewhere. Oh, we yeah, went to my we, private. We went and set up on private. We did. We hunted my private. So, on opening day, I had hunted with Justin and Eric, and... uh we had worked a bird in first light. He come in um, and got missed. And so that bird was still there. So I was like, well, let's go hunt that bird. It's been a couple of days. Let's see if we can kill that bird. And we roosted him the night before. He was roosted. Yeah. yeah. We had him nailed. And so we had got in in the morning. He gobbled. 
and then shut up, crossed across the road. Well, he, he, you're leaving out a major part. That bird flew down at 515. Yeah, I couldn't believe how early he actually had been on the ground because birds haven't been on the ground they, they before five forty-five. At five fifteen. It's right. stupid. It's nuts, dude. It's it's crazy. I think the best part is like when you when you came up and you're like, bro, I can't believe actually what's happening. Like you walk into a block of woods and you strike up a bird, like roosting them. Yeah, you were just like blown away. You're it's like, like, dude, it, I can't it, believe that just happened. Not this easy back home. I was like, you you don't walk two hundred yards and roost a bird. It's like you walk a mile, two miles, and hope to roost a bird, and you usually don't. And we walked in there and hit this bird, and I'm like, okay, this is, yeah, I'm in. I like this. But that wasn't even the only place we roosted a bird that night. No, no. And it's it's one of those things that uh, you just you just kind of do your thing, you know, like in knowing the lay of the land, you know what yeah. I'm saying, and, and haunting those properties and, and just kind of knowing what's going on and, and being in that element. Um, so that bird had hit the ground, came down, met up with some hens, crossed across the road, came back onto our side. At that point, we had left, and we tried striking up another bird yeah, at we another property. At another place. Didn't strike anything up. and uh, After like, having roosted a bird at that said place. Right. But then I think it just kind of went the other yeah, direction. It was kind of off property yeah. or whatever. Um, so we said, you know what? Screw it, dude. It's about that time. Let's go back in there. Let's try and hunt this bird. We'll kind of get a little bit closer to him. And in Connecticut, you can only get within 500 feet of a house. So when we had come down, there was a, a Tom and two Jakes. And uh, we tried. He was gobbling and stuff. And then he kind of shut up. So then we kind of moved forward on him. Tried getting him to strike up again. Didn't strike. And then when he had gone up. Yeah. He wasn't there. So I had said to Steve, because on opening day, I had shot and lost a bird. And uh, I was like, dude, I says, let's run over to this spot. I said, it's bow only. And let's see if the birds are over there. Because sometimes they're on on the regular side or they're on the bow only side. So I said, let's go over there. Let's see if those birds are over there. If they are, we'll run back to my house. We'll grab my bow and we'll go in and kill them. So we pull pull up to the spot, and we tried uh, striking a bird, and they light up, but there's like 60 yards from the truck, and it's on bow only. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> dude. I'm like, bro, I says, this is good, but the they're on our side, but the problem is with this is that we have to kind of get to, we have to get where they are to, to get them, because normally they're somewhere else. And then we can bring them into there. Well, we started thinking this, that, and the other thing. And Steve's like, dude, just mount a fucking fan to your bow. And I was like, you think that'll work? Say that? Are you sure? I was like, yeah, dude. I'm like, <laughs> I like you see people do it, but I've never done it. And with that, like, well, uh, nor me, did I want clarify. to do that. My exact words were, it should work. I've seen people do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this should work. I've seen a lot of other people do it. Like, yeah. I'm like, that's, oh, yeah, that's, that's what great. this all went on was that I've seen but, people do it. You know, and it's something, you know, to be honest with you, I've never really done because hunting a ton of public, because I hunt probably 85% public, is I would never want to fan on a property. I would never want to oh, no, reap on a property. I'm 100% against it um on a gun hunting area 
this was kind of not really a controlled area, but it was, there was a controlled one way area. in, one way out. Right. Bow hunting only. I was with him on the camera so I could watch our back to Correct. make sure no one was coming in. This this was like the only potentially safe way you could do this on public, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, dude. I mean, as as it said, does everybody follow the rules? No. Is are you hunting private and you're the only one there? No. Like people cross lines, people do things they're not supposed to 100%. And I agree. If you're going to do it, this is probably the best place to do it, I guess. Um, so I was like, I wasn't against it. I was like, you know what? Bow only. What's the worst thing that happens? They got to be pretty fucking close to shoot me with a bow. Having a fan. And I'll take my chances. Like, let's try it. Let's see what this thing's all about. So, And at this point, we're laughing at each other. We're going, yeah, this is a cockamamie-ass idea. If it works, if it it's going to be... it's going to be crazy. It's going to be epic, right? So... We get back to my house, and I go and I grab my bow, and for, I go and grab my obsession, and Steven's messing around with something outside, and I'm inside, and I take the fan, and I mount it to my B-Stinger stabilizer. It's got like a big disc on it. So I take like a clamp, and I clamp the fan to the front. I cut out two feathers in the middle so my sight and my arrow could go right through, and I'm like, all right, fuck it. So I just draw, draw it back with fingers. Make sure that everything clears, everything looks good, and that's the spot. Well, when I draw it back, I forgot that my fucking release was on my cam, dude. Typical Trev's bloopers. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, my release is up on there. I said, let me let it down. I'll take it off so I can go. Because I was like partial full draw on it and had the, the release on there. So <laughs> I'm partial full draw, and I'm like, fuck, my release is on there. So I go to go let it down. And I delim the bow. I'm like, or, or you know, destring the bow. And I'm like, you gotta be fucking shitting me, dude. I'm like, really, dude? Like, seriously? Like that bow <laughs> is a tack driver. I just hear Ch- Trev yell. Wow, Trev yell. Oh fuck! And yeah. I went, dude, what did you break? Yeah. <laughs> so I I destring the bow, and I'm like, dude, you gotta be kidding me! Like, this is ridiculous. Well, thankfully, I have a backup bow. And it's a bow that I've killed a lot of shit with. It's one of my favorite bows to hunt with. It's the... I, You know, you always have that sixth sense. That's that bow that I killed in Ohio with because I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to bring this bow out. I'm very confident in it. And I'm going to shoot that bow. And I'm always... It's always I go to grab a bow and I'm like, I'm really confident in this energy. I'm just going to grab that bow. And that's the one I'm going to hunt with. So I come downstairs, I grab my second bow, I put the stabilizer on, I get everything all tuned in, everything perfect, where it needs to be, we put the tactic cam on it, I go in the backyard, I go to like, I wasn't, I don't even know if it's 15, uh, 20 yards, I'm like, it might be 15, whatever, dude, as long as I can hit the black spot, everything lines up good, it's on, whack, shoots, perfect, 12 ringed, I'm like, perfect. I'm like, this thing's awesome. I said, let's get out of here. Let's go do this. So we drive back over to the public land. We head on in there. And I'm like, all right, dude, what we're going to do is we're going to get through all this. We're going to get into this opening. I'm going to get in the middle. I'm just going to sit there. I'm going to call. And if they come towards me, then I'll just fan them and I'll shoot them. If this works, like this is like crazy Trev's kind of looking at me like you know if this works it'll be cool but i really don't think it will (laughs) i don't think this is gonna work 
So, of course, we get there, dude. And I'm sitting in the middle of the trail. I'm kneeling in the middle of the trail with my bow up. In the wide open. In the wide open. And I'm like, I hit the call. Nothing. I hit the call. Nothing. I cut. Nothing. I'm like, all right. I was like, let's move forward just a little bit. It's still open, but let me move forward. So I move forward. I hit the call. Nothing. I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, they were just right there. Like, right around the corner. Not far. But in all reality, we could have actually just set up. Yeah. Because we thought we like underjudged where they actually were. So I was like, whatever. I'm like, let me just call it. So I just, I just rip on it. Just cut, cut, cut. Yup, 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 yup. Cut, cut, cut. Yup, yup, yup. I'm like, just all or nothing. I'm like, all right, here we go. Cut, cut, cut. Just cutting me off every single time. I'm like, all right, well, this ought to be good. So I start calling, start calling. Bro, I don't know what happened, but I just heard wings flapping like they were fighting or something. I don't know what was going on. I'm like, oh, this is about to get crazy. And so they, they're gobbling. I'm calling. They're gobbling. Here they come. Here they come. Here they come. And then at that point, I hear behind me, I hear, yep. On like a box call or something. He turns and looks at me with his eyes like, are you kidding me? He takes the fan off the boat, puts it on the ground. He's <laughs> like, is there someone back there? Yeah. I turn around. He calls back to him. And then I give him the, the shittiest owl hoot I can pull. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they, I can hear him walk out and I signal Trevor's like, hey, dude, they, they got wind that it's us. We're human. I'm like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, dude. I just watched them leave. I could hear them. I could see them glimpse through the trees. You're good. So, We're like, okay. worst nightmare is about to happen because, like, someone's moving in on us. Yeah. And thankfully, it's a bow on the area, so whatever. So, all right. So, then I'm like, all right. Well, they're... I was like, you're good. Those you birds are, back up. are goblin and stuff. They're kind of held up in small area. I'm like, whatever. So, I clip back on the thing. Get all ready. Kneel down. Wait, wait, wait. Start calling, calling, calling. They start calling. Now they're coming back. They start coming in. I'm like, all right, it's on. So they come. I see the redheads, dude. I fucking full draw on them. And they're like kind of like down a little tiny ravine. And I'm like, all right, when they come over, they're going to be at like 15 yards. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. So I'm at full draw, dude. I'm calling. I'm moving the fan side by side. Kind of like, you know, just adding motion to it, dude. These things just... Quarter strut, half strut, fucking they come in, dude. I'm like, I don't even know, honestly. I couldn't tell you if they had a long beard, a short beard, big, small. I don't know. They at were this coming point, in, coming fast. <laughs> they're at five yards, bro. And they're straight on at me. And I'm like. <laughs> they're I fixing to run Trev over. I'm like, I can't shoot them straight on, dude. What if I shoot the beard off, right? And they're like, he's like puffed up. And I'm like, Argh. but not like full strut, but just like puffed up. And I'm like. Oh, shit. I'm like, all right, if he turns, I'm going to smoke him. So he turns sideways, and I let it rip. He jumps up in the air. He starts flapping, and he comes back down. But when he goes down, he goes on the other side of the ravine. So I look back at Steve, and I'm like, dude, arrow, give I'm me I'm holding arrow. his arrow quiver, and I'm 20 <laughs> yards behind him with the camera. I'm like, give me an arrow. Give me an arrow. You know, because, like, heaven forbid another one comes, I'll smoke that thing. Or if the other one gets up, like, I don't even know. Like, I know that I, I smoked it. I watched the Illuminati go and hit it, and it hit it perfect. The thing flipped up, and it hit the ground. 
But in my head, the nerves are going because I had shot a bird two days prior with the bow and lost it. So I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, all right, give me an arrow. Give me an arrow. So he comes. The other bird kind of hung out and then starts running off. So I go over the ravine and the thing is just like done, done. Killed over. Done. And I'm like, yes. I lost my shit. The celebratory video of this is (laughs) amazing. Like Trev turtle shells himself. It's, but that's what needed to be done because I like, dude, I lost my mind because I, a, I can't believe that it actually happened. We tried it, it happened, and we succeeded, and it was just like a godsend. Not even that, but it's the first. It's the first turkey bird we've ever got we, together together in two years. Yeah, and like we've killed deer together, but we were hunting different places and then killed the deer and then celebrated after. This is the first animal that we killed together. Yeah, together. So that was huge. It was, we knocked off a curse. Like it was just (laughs) picture perfect. It was awesome. It all came together and it was just, it was just great. It really honestly was fucking great. It was such a great time and everything was just absolutely where it was. And it was just perfect. It was was honestly like when that all came together, man, I'm sitting there watching you when you go to draw, I was like, holy crap. This is going to work. Yeah. Because you guys will see on the video on YouTube, Trev literally, he's in the middle of a walking trail, and there is brush five feet to the left and five feet to the right. He is completely exposed. It's hilarious. And these birds could care less, man. They were coming to whoop his butt. And when he laid that thing down, I'm like, holy crap, dude. I'm trying to keep the camera in frame as I'm running over to him. He celebrates when he finds it. He kills over. We're laughing and joking and just celebrating. And it's like, wow, I can't believe that crap worked. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, honestly, like you see it happening, right? Like guys use, you know, they have scooting shoots. They have all kinds of stuff. I mean, some guys use fans, but normally taller grass. I just attached it to the bow and just let him have it. Literally, you know? he was on one knee and just completely Just hiding exposed. behind it. I mean, yeah. I hide behind the the fan itself as like my myself, but like you figure my limbs are out. Yeah, that that's I'm the kneeled. tallest turkey they've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I tried keeping it down, but I'm like, well, what do you do a full draw? No, they exactly. didn't care. No, it was it was it was definitely cool, and the way the reaction was was something else. I don't know. It's definitely a fun way to do it. It honestly is. Do do you think that I would do it again on a gun area? No. No. If it was if it was situational and that had happened again, then I would, you know, and I would do it on that bow only area again. Absolutely. Um, Just because the way that it is. And, you know, a lot of guys will probably give me shit for it, dude. When the video has released on on YouTube, probably going to get crap for it. Haven't gotten anything on social media as far as crap. I mean, everyone kind of congratulated me. Well, here's the thing is let me clarify. This was a extremely unique bird. Oh, from the get go. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even get into that part of it. Go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say. So, anyone that's gonna come out right now and jump in trance and go, you shot a Jake. Well, that was the situation. We were going for anything we could get. I didn't care. That that's what we said. We're gonna get a turkey. We're we're breaking the curse. We don't care what it is. We did it with a bow. At five yards with a fan in the middle of the open. And when we got back and we started cleaning the bird and getting everything, Trev leans over and goes, 
holy crap, you're not going to believe this. I was like, what? He goes, it's a double beard. It's a double bearded super it's Jake. double bearded super Jake. So it's a six inch beard, quarter inch spurs with a double beard. So five inches and a one inch. So is it really technically, it's no, not really it a It had a Jake. full fan, by the way. It's not. Full fan. It's not really a Jake. It's like a year and a half old or a two year old, honestly. It's not. Yeah. It's not really Jake. Whatever. I don't give a fuck what when, it is. When it walks, you would look at it and say Jake. When he fans, you would say Tom. When you look at the beard, it's right in between. Because, I mean, you got here in Connecticut, it's a six inches your separator, right? I don't know. They don't really have a... Well, when you check it in, they say, is it under or over six inches? Oh, yes, yes. Sorry, okay, yes. Okay, so we checked it in under six inches because we assumed about five. Right. But with that double beard, it's a six inch. Right. So technically, it's a Tom. I mean, it breaks that yeah. check-in line. Listen, dude, I don't need to justify it to anybody. Oh, no, I'm not and justifying that's... I'm telling everybody that this was a cool-ass bird. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and not even that. It's amber. It's, it's not a black beard. It's, it's an amber, amber beard. beard. The the thing the thing with it honestly is I shouldn't have to justify it to anybody. You should never have to justify any of your kills with to anybody. I personally I don't shoot Jake's just to shoot Jake's. Like if somebody's with me and they want to shoot Jake then they can shoot a Jake. I try to shoot long beards. If I'm on a hunt somewhere and I have a limited amount of time, I shoot whatever. Like, if I go into a hunt, it's very situational because if I'm going to go into a hunt and, I, and I'm and i there to kill, I'm there to kill. I don't give a fuck, legal or not legal. Yeah. Like, I mean, legal well, is legal. Legal is legal. That's what I meant. Legal <laughs> is legal. Legal and you don't like it, then too bad. That's not my problem. Like, yes. I, I'm going I'm to hunt for what makes me feel good. You know, it's the whole deer shaming thing. It's the same thing with turkeys. Like, it is what it is, man. Like, if you don't like it, too bad. Like, I get it. It's next year's crop. I get it that the turkey numbers are down. I understand that. I got tags, man, and I'm filling them with whatever it is. Like, At the I end of the day. I'm not going to argue with somebody over fucking turkey. We kept the meat. We're going to cook the meat. We're going to eat the meat. That's why you kill the turkey to begin with. Anything beyond that is trophy hunting. So, we went out there with... The spectrum of, we're going to go get a bird with this cockamamie plan. Whatever it is, we're going to break this streak. We're going to get it done. And, and do we something did it. different, and it's on, it's on film. And when that arrow flew and that bird flopped, dude, we celebrated like it was a four-bearded, 14-inch hint or Tom with, you know, two-inch spurs. Right. It didn't matter. No. And, and it... It, that's one of the things, I mean, like, with the deer shaman thing, it's the same exact thing with the turkeys. Like, I get it and I understand it. Yeah, I say I don't really shoot jakes. But, you know what? Like I said, it's situational. I really don't honestly care. It is what it is. You don't like it, too bad. Keep moving on. Then you shoot your jakes. I mean, you shoot your toms and I'll shoot what makes me feel good, dude. Yep. It's just the way it is. If I set out to go and shoot long beards, I'll just go shoot long beards. It's not like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Trust like me, after and, the week we've had, that's not an issue. <laughs> I don't, That's the thing. Like, I don't care. Like, it, it is what it is. It's been a while since I've shot a Jake, but this year I shot two of them. It is what it is, man. Love it or hate it, I don't really care, honestly. And, you know, it's the same thing about the whole Fannin thing. It's the same thing about the Tungsten thing. It's really, honestly, a thought in your mind. Whatever yeah. you, I, I don't care. Oh, oh, you shouldn't use Tungsten. Why shouldn't I use Tungsten? 
what's it to you? What the fuck do you care what I shoot my bird with? Oh, you shouldn't shoot him more than 20 yards. Okay. But you shoot lead and you want to have a three and a half inch. I'm shooting three inch and I'm using tungsten. Wouldn't you... I mean, don't we want the most ethical, clean kill that we can get? Yeah, it's not about the distance. It's, no. It's the quick kill. Um, You're more than welcome to go through and look at any video of me killing a turkey. Um, 85% of them are 20 yards and less Yeah, with tungsten. So, I don't really know where they get that. If it, I have it and I can use it, it's the same thing as somebody using... Or the argument with somebody using heavy arrows. Yes. Do you need heavy arrows? No. Do you want to have heavy arrows if a situation goes bad? Absolutely. It's the same thing why I shoot a Zeus broadhead. I have that broadhead. Because when things go wrong, those what ifs, I have a way to take care of what I need to take care of. The equipment compensates for issues. It's the same thing as what happened in Maryland. I missed on the first shot. I followed up and I killed him on the second. Plain and simple. I had the tools to do what I needed to do. My double that I shot with Steve at the beginning of the week, Mardik, with Steve Mardik, I shot the first bird at like 20 yards and I shot the second one at like 35 or 40. I have the tools to do that. I did it. It was ethical and they're dead. What are you going to tell me the distance? It's the same as arguing with somebody for shooting. Like here, they do this a lot. And this is a huge thing in the Northeast. They argue with people. Well, you shouldn't be shooting a deer if with your bow over 20 yards. But when I, go to the mid, when I go to the Midwest, it's okay to shoot them at 60 yards. Yeah. Uh, growing up, a 20-yard shot was like, man, you got lucky as shit. Right. I mean, we... We trained and set up our bows to shoot 60 to 100. And that was the ethical shot. And you train for those shots. Yes. It's the same thing as when I'm turkey hunting with tungsten. You don't think that I didn't shoot it to see what it patterned? Right. You don't think that I don't have the tools to do what I need to do to use it and and be successful with it? Here's, here's the funniest thing. And this is the argument I, I keep hearing with the tungsten side of things. Everyone's argument is always... Why do you need to shoot a bird at 80 yards? I'm not trying to shoot a bird at 80 yards. It's it's not like we're out west shooting prairie dogs trying to see who can shoot the furthest, you know, a 1,000-yard freaking deer shot. You know, we're it, it's not a long-range competition here. We're not trying to get range to say, I did that. We're going, we're trying to get them in 20 yards. If it happens to hang up at 40, I can still kill him. I'm not going to go, oh, look, he's at 80 yards, you can shoot him. I'm going, no, hold off, bring him in. If he hangs up in relative range that I'm comfortable with, my equipment can handle, I'm taking the shot. Right. Why am I going to let a a, a friggin' bird walk when he's in an ethical shooting range with the equipment I have that I'm comfortable with? That's the difference of carrying a bird out and not carrying a bird out. Yes. And you have the equipment to do what you need to do. It's the same thing as the guys that are against reaping. Listen, 100% dude and I may sound like an idiot by saying this but I'll take it for what it is a lot of the guys get mad about reaping because it's so fucking effective yeah A it's dangerous yes I get that 
But in the right situation, it's not. There's a lot of guys out there that fan, and that's all they do is fan. And they're very successful. You don't need to be a good caller, and you don't need to be a good turkey hunter Yeah, to fan. You just got to find the bird. Plain and simple. And, and then, I get it. And I, the game for me, I like to call the birds. I like to get them in your face and make them do what I want them to do. That's part of my game. That's what I enjoy. That's what I have fun at. That's what I've became good at. I I'm, I don't like the fan thing but unless I need it as a tool. Going back full circle, we didn't have an option to go in there and do that. No. This was our option to get on. And to be clear, the whole plan behind this was use the fan to, shield. to move in close as a shield. Literally, that was our cover in case they saw us. Just by us time. It just happened to work out. We didn't stalk at all, literally. They gobbled. We sat down. I mean, it's no different than a full strutter decoy. Right. We just, there they are, down. And they came to us. We called them in. They saw the fan, came at it just like a decoy. Right. You just happened to be behind the decoy. Correct. Which, how many people have gone, oh, my, just hold this decoy in front of me and try to hide. I've done it a million times. Yeah, so what is what is honestly the difference of having a Strutter Jake or a Strutter Tom out there on public land? There's not. There's not. Because how many people go, oh, my decoy got hammered. It happens. But that's, again, going back to that's why we don't put the fan on the bow in those scenarios. This was a safe, controlled situation where we both were 100% positive we could do it without any issues and going back to the guys because we didn't want to put ourselves in that position right and going back to the guys moved in on us the one place that you would not have expected someone to move in moved in and what was the first thing we unclipped the fan put it on the ground you and know, then we're just a guy standing there in the middle of the woods yeah we look like idiots sitting in the middle of a trail calling birds completely exposed but we're not going to get shot over yeah. it Anyone... but i could have gotten shot without because there's people that get shot without a fan exactly and, and my thing, it's it's just the way that it, it, it rolls. And people don't like it because it's, it's a successful tool. It's the same thing as using tungsten. There's arguments about tungsten. There's the same thing about heavy arrows. There's the same thing about long distance hunting. I mean, it's always something. There's always pros and cons to everything. Right. It's just what do you want to do with it? Yeah. If I take a 400-inch bull at 800 yards, you know, am I any less than the guy who shot it with a bow? No, it was a legal ethical kill. If you're trained and your equipment's good and you're a hell of a shot, that's pretty normal out west, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys are making muzzleloader shots with that now. So what's the difference? And and going back on the fan thing, I mean, dude, I could have crashed the car on the way there and we both got killed. Right. What the fuck is the difference? Like, it's just what are you going to do to do it? Am I, like I said, am I going to go and do that in a hunting public area? And walk around with a fan trying to stock up on birds? No. No. We, it was a situation that it fit, the tools fit, and we literally took every step we could to mitigate any negative issue and did it as safe as humanly possible. Is it cool as shit? It's one of the coolest it ways I've ever hunted. It was the coolest freaking thing I'd ever seen. It, hands down, the most exhilarating turkey hunt I've ever been a part of. And I told you that right. I was like, I can't believe that shit worked. Right. It's amazing. It's an absolute amazing tool. It, it's literally what it is. It's a tool. And it works out well. But I, 
I, I just, you know, it's the same thing. Why I don't run a Jake decoy on public land? It's the same fucking yep. way. I don't want a redhead near me. I don't want something, especially the realism of the decoys now. Yeah. So you're going to tell me that that a fan is real and it looks like a turkey, so people are going to shoot it. Well, it's the same as if I had a Jake with a red head. That's a quarter straw. It's red and white and it looks like a Tom. Yeah. And it's in front of me. It's the same reason why I don't use that on public land. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. like, I mean, I might be kind of, con, con, you know. Yeah, that word. Yeah, whatever that word is. But, like, it's it's just one of those things, man. You just take those chances when you go into the woods. Hey, we, we took the chance. We did it right. And it worked out. We had a hell we of got a lucky. time. Yeah, and, it was and, fun. And the video will be up. This was all on film. <laughs> it's pretty fun. It wasn't on Tacticam. Well, yeah, screw tact cams. Yeah, I'm not them. a big fan. If you own them, throw them in the trash. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan. They didn't turn on the way it was supposed to. Then it made all kinds of noise. And I don't want to bash company because that's not what we do. But I just, I was not for it. It nah. didn't work out and it Shaky wasn't where it was. Yeah, footage. I, mean, I don't know. know. It didn't work and it sucks, but it is what it is. It would have been really cool to have it just as a different angle and stuff. But uh, we did get it all on film and it was the whole entire hunt and it was really cool. It honestly was. So make sure you guys check that out. It was definitely a fun time. And, you know, just why bash people? Just stick together with everybody and, you know, yeah. just be safe in the turkey woods, man. I, you know, I hear stories, guys, that, you know, when you're on the ground and you're using a pot call, that's movement. You know what I'm saying? And you're on the ground and you hear noise. I mean, I've yeah, almost I've, been shot before. I've hunted a few places where they, you know, hey, there's movement in the grass. Shoot. You know, they don't care. They see movement. They assume shoot. A friend of a friend uh, last year got shot. It might have been this year, actually. This year or last year got shot by a 10 gauge at 25 yards. That was this year. That was this year? Yep. He literally left his fucking feet. And the kid the kid said, he said, I don't know what was worse, getting hit by the pellets or the concussion from being so darn close and knocking him off his feet. And he was just hunting regular in camo. Yeah. No decoys, no nothing, just got shot. So, and those things that happen, man, that's turkey hunting. I mean, there's a lot of stories about people getting shot. You just have to keep your know your surroundings. And identify your target. That's a huge thing, man. If you are not 100% positive about your target and you pull the trigger, whatever happens is your fault, period. Plain oh, and simple. 100%. I mean, you, you, you are held responsible. Make sure you know your target. I mean... That's a, that's a scary thing to be in the woods sometimes. And, you know, one of the things that we do and and we, we've we done, you know, when I had hunted with Mardik, we had had guys move in on us. Shitty owl hoop. It's yep. not going to blow out the woods. Me and Steve had this happen. Shitty owl hoop. Make a call that is clearly saying, I am human. I suck at calling. And they'll go. There's someone up there in front of us. Correct. We had it happen with uh, with us mm-hmm. and Will. We had moved in. I before I had we had come out of the woods. We were about to get to a field. I made a a series of calls. Heard somebody else call back. We backed out. Yeah, and, and it, we went it was a direction. very very obvious human call. Off tempo. Sound was off. Pitch was off. And it was like okay. Let's go, which worked out in our favor because it put us on the birds. <laughs> but he's saying, he's he's saying, listen, I'm over here. Yeah. And we, 
and that, we and, can and all work first, on these lands. And, and even after this, I told you as we walked out of there, said I'd like to see the guy that came in, recognized us, and backed out and shake his hand for being a respectful hunter. There's someone in there. I'm going to back out. Luckily, he was right there at the road waiting for us. So, and and we thanked him, and yeah. we went on our way. And I mean, yeah, were they probably upset that we were carrying a bird out? Yeah. They probably were, but it is what it is, man. I but mean, it's... I We turned around and with Will, did the same thing. Someone was in there. He made the call. He identified himself. We backed out. We're all sportsmen. We're all haunt. There's plenty of birds out there. You beat it's me to the spot. Congratulations. Ruined. Good luck. And that's another thing. I mean, ethics-wise, if you roll up to a spot and you see that there's somebody else in there, just be smart when you go into the woods. Yeah. Do your best not to blow someone else's hunt. Yeah. You know, there's nothing more irritating than, I mean, sometimes I get upset at it because if I'm in a spot and I see my, my truck is there, especially a small parcel, I come out and there's another truck in there. I'm like, bro, are you kidding me? Like you really, somebody else came in here. Like it's, it's a small parcel and you know the land obviously because you're there. Yeah. So you know what's in there and like a big piece or right, I get it. If I roll up on somebody, then I'm going to turn around and go the other way. But a small piece like, don't even bother. Just go somewhere else. Yep. I mean, what you think is sustainable for two hunters is a good, you know, if you think that a, a piece can sustain two hunters hunting in two different areas, then so be it. But if not, you definitely don't want to move in on somebody and ruin their hunt, too. Oh, for And we've sure. had it happen. You know, it's it's just. Well, and, and one blessing of that, though, is there was someone in there when we wanted to go scout out an area. So we went down the road and just randomly checked a new spot. Which didn't work out for the turkey end of things, but is going to potentially be an incredible deer spot for you. So, you never know what you're going to find when you just bounce. No. And and going in and checking new spots and finding new spots is always a good thing. And we're going to know it. We know it's going to be a banging spot. I mean, we found the probably one of the only kickers I've ever found in the woods. I mean, just out of the blue, I looked down. I was like, oh, Trev. Look, and I pick up a, a friggin' four-inch kicker that had been busted off. There's something big in there. And as we walked around those woods, man, the sign, I'm like, dude, why have you not ever had a camera in here? This is nuts. I didn't even think of that. I mean, to be honest, like, I see, you see this spot, and, like, a lot of times, and that's one of the problems with e-scouting is, like, you see those spots, and you're like, I don't know, it doesn't look that big. And then you get you there, get, and you're like, like, whoa. Hold on. This place is that big? Yeah. And that's what it was. So... I don't know. It was it was a great trip. It was a great time, and we'll see what else brings. I mean, it's and, and we still haven't even covered wills, so no. Uh, talk about two epic days. Hunting with him was something else, man. Uh, we were blessed for the opportunity to hunt with Will. I mean, it was definitely a good time and definitely a, a podcast you guys definitely want to tune into for yeah, sure. That one will be coming. It definitely will be. I don't know about you, Trev, but. I'm wiped out. Me too, man. <laughs> I, I think we go ahead and just wrap this thing up there, hold them off, and then uh, they can pip, 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 pip exactly. Pip, yeah. pip, 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 that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's all. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Thanks for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive.